right, everybody, welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. And this episode, we're diving into weightlifting. It is weightlifting month. I think it's even November 1st as we're recording this. Is that, is that correct? Or no, no, it's the second. No, oh, man, I don't, even know, I don't know what day it is. But anyway, we are officially diving into weightlifting month. So we thought it'd be a, a good to kind of dive into what weightlifting is and go over a little bit of uh, some technique stuff and some tips and tricks and uh, just, just talking about it, just rambling about it. So uh, Nick, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Zach. Yourself? Good. So I think we should start off. I think the easiest way to start off with it is uh, what is weightlifting? Might even let them know that. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously usually uh, misconstrued on what weightlifting is, or just some people don't have the are, are not aware of what weightlifting is. Weightlifting the sport pertains just to two movements that you see in your CrossFit uh, your CrossFit journey. Uh, it's the clean and jerk and the snatch. Uh, that is. Uh, the sport of weightlifting. Oftentimes people come in and think they're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I do weightlifting. And they think that pertains to any time you're lifting weights. And it's it's not. Uh, there's different different categories of it. Powerlifting is the three powerlifting movements, the you know, the bench, the squat, the deadlift. Uh, weightlifting is the clean jerk and the snatch. Bodybuilding is all those other little like, you know, bicep curls and all that. That's, you know, yeah, you are lifting weights, but it's not weightlifting. So this month when it says, hey, we're focusing on weightlifting, it means we're focusing on our clean and jerk and our snatch. Yeah. And a, an easy way to like discern those two things is if you see it one word with a capital W, that is the sport of weightlifting. If you see two words, that is like a more broad weightlifting. But we're definitely uh, diving into the capital W this week. So let's start with the snatch. Um, let's just start with uh, what the movement is and, and, and break it down like kind of piece by piece and let's talk about the technique of the snatch so what is it yeah so i think um the easiest way to explain it is uh the snatch is taking the bar from ground to overhead in one fluid motion uh the difference between the snatch and the clean and jerk is obviously the clean and jerk is segmented it's a clean and jerk it's telling you two separate things that you're doing uh whereas the snatch is one fluid hey i'm starting from this ground in my start position going through the segments that we'll dive into a little bit more about how you break down the lift and then catching the bar and standing it up um, all again all in one pull um, <clears throat> the clean and jerk uh, comes from the ground but you're gonna go through a clean first so once you stood up the clean you then have to proceed into doing the second part of the lift which is the jerk yeah. two very different movements um, in regards to the clean and jerk but it is part of the same uh, lift, I guess. Yeah, is what and call I, it. like a, a really simple way to think about it, like the sport of weightlifting is essentially like you're getting uh, two barbells overhead, just doing a little differently. One's in one motion, one's in two. That's like really stupidly simple. So uh, we can kind of talk about the snatch and the clean. If we broke it down to the pole, they're very they're very similar. Uh, I, I like to break it down into three poles. There's three poles of uh, of a snatch. Let's start with that. You have the the first pole is uh, is the ground to the knee. That's basically like a setup. I like to compare it to like a wind up in a pitch, like when a pitcher is uh is getting ready to pitch he brings that knee up and he brings his arms back a little bit that is like pull number one pull number two is from the knee to the power position um, which is going to basically be like the the knees going underneath the barbell getting ready to jump and that's when the acceleration happens that third pull is just that jump basically the knees are underneath the bar the bar is in the hip crease and then you jump that bar overhead um what what's what are some things like you see like some common faults with uh most people's pulls in a snatch 
Oh, so many things. Um, <laughs> common things. Uh, I think you have to understand that this is a movement that's going to look very different as your CrossFit journey progresses. Uh, in the big, and, and you also probably see that a coach teaches it to you a little differently along the the pro, uh, the progression of, of it as well, depending on where you're currently at. And the reason why is because weightlifting is such a technical sport that the first thing that we just want to address is making sure you're safe. Yeah. Um, it's literally an Olympic sport. Like you said before, it's like, I feel like I tell that to people a lot during foundations is like when they get frustrated, it's like, why don't I get this? This doesn't seem to click. I'm like, do you realize like how many years people train for this is an Olympic sport, Like you don't jump in a pool and just expect to have a perfect breaststroke. Yeah. You know? No, like, it's, it's, I, exact same thing. I say, it's like, we're, we're taking a 45 minute segment to teach you how to do an Olympic sport. Now, if I took you onto any other of the Olympic sports and say, Hey, we're going to learn this in 45 minutes. You're going to have a broad stroke idea of maybe the terms that are used mm-hmm. in regards to, you know, that one, like those two lifts. But, um, again, any other sport, I'm not going to be able to teach you you know, much in that amount of time. And it's, it's having that, that I guess, um, that you're wrapping your brain around in that way. Uh, if you can, you're going to be a lot more successful. So obviously understanding the first part is we want to make sure that you're safe through your pole. Uh, then from there, you're going to learn, you're going to probably hear some different terms as you progress and get a little better. And, and there's different techniques to both these lifts and multiple ways in approaching both lifts. Yeah. So in a snatch, a lot of times, um, you're, you you see so many different varied, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, different nuances that happen throughout somebody's lift. But most of the time, what you're going to see for um, for a fault is, I don't know, I, I, everybody's so different. One that I normally see is just not utilizing the jump of the actual, of the movement. Sure. They're, yeah. they're using their arms too much. Yeah. Um, the bar positioning. So wh- where they're kind of keeping the bar when they lift, um, they have it out in front. They let swing out in front of their body. Uh, they try to treat it more like a kettlebell swing um, rather than coming up, you know, up there, uh, keeping it close to the body. Um, you know, a, a, a lot, a lot of, you see that because it is so high skill and so technical, you just see so much stuff that it, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hard without trying to like, like everybody. And every, I remember in my, when I first started CrossFitting, um, my first weekend of open gym, the coaches were trying to teach me how to clean. And because I, you know, had a little bit of capacity, they, I remember building up to like 205 and a squat clean. And I was like rounded off back yeah. and like standing it on up. And just because I couldn't move it, they were having me move it. And like now looking back, it's like, Oh, that, that's not good, but, um, yeah. So I guess that, I don't know if that really answers your question much. I don't have like, Hey, this is the things that I see the most, but, um, like I said, uh, not utilizing the jump and lifts. What I mean is using your legs to get the, the, the bar to go up overhead, thinking of it too much of a, Hey, I'm pulling the bar up, um, with my arms. Um, and then also just where they're putting the bar, the bar, you know, having it swing around and not letting it just kind of float up above you. Yeah. Um, 
No, I, and I can definitely appreciate that. Like, like you said, there's just so much going on in that lift that it's like kind of hard to pinpoint things. So maybe let's like, let's break it down a little bit more. I talked about the the three poles and I, I think maybe just talking about what the purpose of each one is and then what can go wrong. So I think from the ground, I think this is the hardest one, honestly, is getting started into a good start position and then getting it off the ground. And the main thing that needs to happen on the first pole is that once you've established your back angle and your setup position, okay, that from the floor to at the top of the knee, that back angle stays the same. So the only thing that's really happening is the knees go back. So the common, the common fault I see there is that whenever a coach says like, Hey, you're, you're bringing the bar around your knees, right? And that's when the chest is lifting up first, right? So I think practicing that first pull, keeping the back flat and basically just pushing the knees away. And like you talked about keeping that bar close, like we want to keep that bar. We basically want to shave the hairs off our, off our shins without scraping them, but keep it really, really close and get set up into that first position. In line with that first pull, you said of like how you're just pretty much getting your knees out of the way. Oftentimes people will misconstrue that too and, and move the hips with it. Yeah, so they do, they, they do the stripper booty rather than <laughs> it's like you, they have that, their butt pops up and that gets their knees out of the way. But now all of a sudden they have this terrible back angle where they're now going to put all that loading into their low back instead of what I like to tell people to focus on is, is to pull your chest up to the whole lift. Yeah. So if you're always focusing on rising, like bringing your chest up, everything else kind of comes with it. Getting those knees out of the way is sometimes a little, little bit tricky, but yeah. it, what it also does is when you figure it out, it helps you learn how to really keep it close. Um, so that's usually the cue I'll use, and especially in that first pull, getting to a good start position, but making sure that you don't drop your chest because if you drop your chest, it means that your butt went up mm-hmm. and your chest stayed in the same spot, which is not conducive to your max effort lift. Um, that, that's what you see in the first pull. So the second pull, what I'll, I'll see a lot for for issues is is they aren't keeping the bar in a place where they're going to be able to get leverage to bring it into their hip. They start to then come back with the bar rather than keeping the bar. That's the only time in lift where you keep it off your body a little bit. Yeah. Keeping it off your body because now you're going to create this lever of I'm going to pull that bar back in my hips and then my hips through the bar and I'm starting to, I'm going to create this collision. Right. And that now we're talking, um, about bar body contact yeah, as a, as a yeah. technique rather than triple extension. Mm-hmm. So it depends on who's coaching you on if this pertains to, yeah. to, to you or not. Yeah, we'll dive, let, let's we'll dive, dive into that pretty deep. But before we get there, I, I think uh, I think what you're talking about too, uh, that second pull. So like I said, the first pull is the, is the wind up. And there needs to be a very... Uh, there needs to be a drastic difference between the acceleration of the bar from first pull to second pull. Like it shouldn't be all one speed. A lot of times I see people like they, they're so gung ho to pull that that first pull is too frantic and they hit their knees. They go out, they don't, they do the stripper booty. There needs to be a, a progression. It's an acceleration through. And like you said, when, when we get to that second pull, the body, the bar should not be rolling your pants or your shorts up your legs. Like it should not be scraping your body. Unlike in that first pull, we want to keep it close. We want it just a little bit off our leg. And then when we get into the third pull, we have like kind of like these two different uh, trains of thought. They all lead to the same result, but you have triple extension and you have bar body contact. And essentially what that means is in both situations, we are reaching full extension at the ankle, knee, 
hip, okay, and even a little bit of shrug in the shoulder. That's what we're hitting. However, with the triple extension, we're not actually necessarily making a ton of bar body contact, meaning like the bar is not touching our hips. Whereas in the more, I think the more American style, honestly, is this uppercut. That's what that's what Ben would say. Like we're uppercutting the bar. And so when we get into that third pull and our knees are underneath, we are literally making contact 50-50 by sweeping into our hip and moving our hip into the bar and then reaching full extension. So let's dive into that a little bit. What do you think are the pros and cons to both? Let's start with the triple extension. So triple extension is very easy to teach. Uh, that's usually what you're going to be taught in your foundation. It's usually going to be what it's taught to you in a CrossFit class um, because it puts you into, hey, I understand this and I'm just doing this segmented, you know, uh, pull off the ground, smooth jump, keep it in close to my body, shrug high pull, and then snap underneath the bar. Um, the bar body contact is a whole different movement in itself and learning how to bring it into your hip and bring it into your hip very aggressively is is a technique that's challenging to do but gratifying when you learn how to do it um i started off learning triple extension like every other athlete does and then i hit a, a ceiling of where i could snatch and then i spent a couple months pressing my bar body contact and it just created this new ceiling of how much i could lift in a snatch um the snatch um, progressed at a, at a pace where now I'm using, you know, this force of, Hey, I'm now punching that barbell, creating this momentum through my hips and then transferring into the bar and then learning not only to maximize that pole, but now how to learn how to start pulling myself under the bar yeah. and or pushing myself under the bar, which is then the next phase of, of the lift. Right. Um, so you know, they're, they're both very different. That's, I would say was, is like one is kind of like, Hey, this is, some people have have success with it on the high on a higher level triple extension, but not a lot. Uh, yeah. The high level, like, hey, I'm just hitting one my my one one rep max. Most people you're going to see are going to have the highest lifts that are doing bar body contact. Right, and I so I guess like the pro of the triple extension would be like ease of use. Like we're just getting learning into it, and then the the con of a, a bar body contact is it takes a little finesse. It takes time to learn, and I think I honestly think it's it's less of like black and white. It's more of a spectrum. I think there is definitely like pure triple extension would be almost a zero contact with the bar. And then like, as you start to go over, it's just like, we're making a little contact and then, and then even a little bit more contact. And then the extreme would be like, I'm literally hitting the bar. Right. And I think the main thing, and, and before we get into the jump underneath the bar, I think it, a lot of the times, especially when I was learning, I actually never learned triple extension. I'm self-taught. Like, so I learned, I started CrossFit in the military and then I was doing all through YouTube in my dad's garage. So I didn't actually get a chance to go to a CrossFit gym until like probably like nine months into my career. So like I started looking on YouTube and I, I looked up American weightlifting and so it was very much bar body contact. And at first I literally had to put a towel in my pants because I hit the bar so hard, which is not correct. Basically what that meant was, and this might be a common flaw with someone that's trying to transition from triple extension to bar body is they're going like, do you ever see Hitch, you know, like that movie where they're like, Hey, you don't go 90, 10, you know, like you, the, you gotta like, let her come to you or whatever. Right. That's the opposite. It's like, I'm going 90 and the bar is only coming back to me 10 and I'm literally like hitting like a baseball bat. That's when you're going to hurt yourself. That shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't be covered in bruises and stuff. And that's just immature bar body contact. The idea is we need to sweep the bar in. And so the reason why, to go back to your, your second pull thought, why is the bar not touching the body? It's because we want a tiny bit of space to pull back and then meet the hips. And that's really important. So we can actually make contact and uppercut the bar. 
we are not hitting it out and around like a kettlebell swing. We are getting underneath it, knees underneath, and we're hitting it up. That's why it's called an uppercut. We want to go up and around. And then now we're talking about getting underneath the bar. Why don't we talk about before we do that, talk about the different catch positions and the different verbiage we use for different various kinds of snatches. Yeah. So, so within the catch position, usually, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna hear, um, a few different positions you can catch in first. You'll hear, Hey, we're doing a muscle snatch today. Hey, we're doing a power snatch today. Hey, we're doing a a snatch or squat snatch today. Um, muscle just means that you're catching it with those legs completely locked out. Uh, hips completely locked out as well. Not an easy lift. You're not going to be able to lift much weight because you're going to find that pulling yourself under the bar is what gets you the most. Um, bang for your buck. So muscle snatch, you'd be receiving it. All of them are received in the same, you know, catch position. You know, we're talking about elbows facing the ceiling, armpits are flashed out so everybody can see them, um, stacking appropriately. So that shoulder is, is going to stay healthy. Then from there, power position would mean catching it anywhere, anywhere between locked out, I guess. It's like, so if you're locked out, it's a muscle. As soon as you break the hip at all, it becomes a power. And then everything down to 90 degrees is still power. So oftentimes a good power, when they're hitting their best ever power snatch, it's just kind of like, Hey, did you put the brakes on or did you just hit, did you just actually hit a snatch? Right. Um, that's, that's how you know you're doing it correctly. Um, so if you're, if you are failing your power snatches, you should be just bottoming them out in their squat and then standing them up. Uh, which brings you to the next, the next catch position, which is, you know, catching it down the bottom of, of your overhead squat. So all the way down the bottom, you know, but, but, you know, well below 90 degrees and then staying that lift up. That's where you're going to get the most weight because you don't have to peak the barbell as high. Essentially the heavier the barbell gets, the, the less height you're going to be able to get off your pole. And then your job is just to get under it. Yeah. So if it all of a sudden you have a max lift on there, super heavy weight, we're not going to pull as high, but if I get high enough so that I've, the bottom of my overhead squat is below it, I should be able to theoretically catch that bar. Right. And that's what you now are doing is I'm peaking the bar, pulling myself underneath it and then stand it up. Yeah. So starting at the top with the muscle snatch, the feet really aren't moving anywhere, right? They, we can come up to the ball of our foot in the top of that triple extension or the ball body contact, but we're not necessarily moving the feet out. So like muscles, uh, the muscle snatch, uh, we usually, you, you're not really, you're, you're in your, your, your normal pulling stance, but you're not moving your feet out. Once we start getting into the power, the power snatch, we're now actually moving our feet. We're jumping off the ground and then moving into a squat stance. And, and to kind of go off what you said, a lot of the times the common fault you'll see with the power snatch is that as it gets heavier, it requires us to go lower in our catch. And unfortunately, our first inkling is going to be to widen our stance and get into what's called a starfish position. And so uh, the biggest thing we're always talking, you might get a cue from a coach that's like, hey, send those hips back, send those hips back. That's the that's the idea of like, hey, we should be going down lower into a squat, not wider in our stance. And like you said, if, you, if you're getting really good and proficient at the power snatch, the idea is that your failed power snatch, quote unquote, is a squat snatch. And that's a way better place to be and it's gonna transfer way better to a squat snatch than star fishing all the time. And then in terms of the squat snatch, to kind of go off what you talked about, Honestly, I think the the highest you actually need to pull is about nipple height. For most people, they can overhead squat, bottom their overhead squats about where their chest is. So like if you think about it like that, you don't need to keep pulling higher and higher and higher, especially when we're doing a squat snatch. The idea with that is that we're transitioning underneath the bar and diving underneath it. Um, 
So when I see a snatch, I'm, I'm just going, I'm, I'm an everyday member. I just go to a CrossFit class and I see snatch on the board. Can you talk to me a little bit about like what each one might mean and in what circumstance am I doing which snatch, you know, on heavy days versus Metcons, et cetera? Yeah, that's one that you get a lot of questions on is when it, when you see it appear on the, on the workout of the day. Um, well, what, what kind of snatch am I supposed to be doing? Uh, and it, and my answer to that is it depends on where you're seeing it listed. If we're doing a strength day and you see, um, the movement on the board as snatch, well, that means you're going to be doing a full snatch by full snatch. Your, the CrossFit term would be called the squat snatch. Um, if you're ever around a weightlifter and you call it a squat snatch, you're going to get laughed out of the room. So don't, don't do that. Just call it a snatch because it's pulling yourself under the bar is expected. Um, but that would be what's done on a strength day. Now <clears throat> in a Metcon, so if we're doing our, our wad that day and, it, and, you know, we're doing metabolic conditioning, it's in a standard CrossFit style workout. If it said snatch, well, snatch and CrossFit would imply you can do any means that you want to in order to get that um, overhead. It can be a muscle snatch. It can be a power snatch. It can be a full squat snatch. Uh, in a Metcon, it'll be specified if it wants you to do a specific one of those movements. Uh, oftentimes you're, you're not really usually going to see, Hey, power muscle snatch are programmed into a, um, into a CrossFit workout, but you will see it say squat snatch. And that's just to make sure, Hey, no, you have to go below parallel now because what you'll often see for efficiency is I'm just going to power snatch this in a CrossFit Metcon because it's the fastest way to do it. Now we're going to add a degree of difficulty with volume and make it a squat snatch. Um, so again, verbiage for it is different in a Metcon versus when we are, Hey, we're weightlifting today. And when we're weightlifting, we're going to, Hey, we're going to hit this in a full squ uh, squat at the bottom of every single repetition. Right. And I think to kind of, kind of wrap this up a little bit, I think the, the biggest thing we want to talk about and reiterate is just remember this is an Olympic sport. So don't try to like, you're not expected to be really good at this right off the bat. And if you're still confused on what it is and what you're supposed to be doing, that's fine. I, we highly recommend, honestly, if you look at the workouts out before you come ahead of time, just look on YouTube, watch a couple of movements and you can kind of refresh your brain on what things are. Um, I think honestly, the, the, the snatch rewards finesse, not strength. You could be really strong. I know a lot of strong people that struggle with the snatch, the snatch rewards your technique and your finesse. So honestly, the best thing you can do when you're practicing snatch is think less about how much weight's on the bar as, as much as how well am I moving the bar? Um, and I think it's also important too to know the difference between, Hey, I'm lifting heavy in weightlifting to capital, capital W weightlifting heavy days versus Metcons. And I think that's something we can really dive into on the next podcast when we cover cleans and jerks. So before I wrap things up too much, Nick, do you have any last words on the snatch before we uh, move on? No, I would just kind of, uh, just relay or, or just kind of back you up on what you said in regards to this is an Olympic sport. It's not easy. Uh, some people may never even get to the point where they care about how much their one rep max is really at the end of the day. What we first start talking about is rule. Number one is we want to make sure you're safe. Um, it is a, it is a sport. So it's complex. It's technical. It's hard. It's not meant to be easy. So you just need to appreciate that when you are doing these lifts and don't just start throwing things around. There's technique to it. There is, um, there's meaning behind, you know, how we move our body. So just appreciate that. Take your time to learn proper technique and don't just keep throwing weight in the bar. Um, some people will just be able to throw it up overhead and do it, but you're going to be capped out by strength at some point. And just like you just finished with is finesse. This is the, the beauty of these movements is that once you figure out how to move the barbell, 
um, then you start to understand, oh, like this is a sport. Like this is there. There is so much athleticism that comes into this movement that um, it's gratifying when you learn how to do it and start doing it right. Yeah. So I think that's a great place to end. That wraps up part one of our weightlifting podcast series. We'll be doing a few more in these. Our next one will be about the clean and the jerk. So look forward to that. But thank you so much for listening. And as always, we'll see you at the gym. Happy lifting. Have a good one, guys.